0: Get ready for the Synthesizer Library podcast. Because, let's face it, Synthesizers are just cool. Here we have the Korg Poly 800. An analog synthesizer from the early to mid 80s. And this is kind of a quirky little synth but without being too biased I'm going to try to give you a rundown of what it's got. That little intro there is probably one of the best things I've been able to get out of it for a long time. Um, And the way I did it was using the onboard step sequencer and put in a few notes. And then I sped it up quite a bit and played over the top of it. And that seemed to work pretty good. So I guess since I just mentioned it, I'll just uh, go into a little more detail on the step sequencer. It's a very, very basic sequencer and very, very limited control. In fact there's really only three controls on the front for it. There's the speed, which is a slider, and then there's the step and the start-stop button. And with the step button, you can advance forward into your sequence. And then on the, on the back of the sequencer, on, on the back of the keyboard, there's actually some switches to enable the right mode for the step sequencer. You can protect that. Or you can actually shift the direction of the steps while you're sequencing it's an analog polyphonic synthesizer with eight digitally controlled oscillators per voice or you can stack them with four one thing that's kind of interesting is how the controls are laid out for the oscillators each uh, DCO, there's DCO1, DCO2, both of them have these footings for the oscillators kind of like what you would see on an organ so you have a 16 foot setting which is like the fundamental tone and then you have Uh, 8-foot, 4-foot, and 2-foot harmonics. And the combination of those, you can turn each one on or off individually. The combination of those is really what defines the timbre of the sound. So let's hear some more of it, and then I'll talk a little bit more about how the sounds are built. Here's a nifty little bass patch. And a string-like lead tone. and here's another one so in the end of that bass line I did a little bit of the joystick movement Um, you can actually bend the note up or down if you go side to side or if you go forward kind of up it adds vibrato and if you bring it back then it does some um, filter sweep type things like this I find it kind of hard to dial in exactly what I want, it seems like it always comes in way too heavy. And then if you go up, there's the vibrato. Of course you can also do filter sweeps and vary the pitch using the LFO but don't look for LFO on the control panel on the front it's actually under MG which I think means modulation generator or something like that but it is basically an LFO and you have delay and speed on it and then you can assign the depth of the control for the DCO which is the pitch or the VCF which is that filter sweep. Like the MicroKorg that we covered last time the Poly 800 has all of the parameters and all the controls printed right on the front of the synthesizer, which is really nice. And in fact, it even shows the range of each of those parameters right on the front, which the microcore doesn't, um, probably because it didn't have room. So there's a lot of information there. And unfortunately, which something it was something common for this era of synthesizers, is even though all those parameters are beautifully displayed for you, it's... Uh, several button pushes to get to be able to change any of those things like in the introductory sequence that I did I changed the filter but I did it manually and I had to type in um, go into edit mode and type in 41 to get to the cutoff and then I had to use the up and down buttons to change the cutoff frequency it's it's not very smooth but it works and because it's not very smooth, though, there have been a lot of modifications made available for the Poly 800. Um, you've probably seen the Moog Slayer. Um, there's the uh, a Tomahawk. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but there's there's several different modifications out there for it, which tend to give you a lot more control for performance-wise. And the, the actually, the uh, Tomahawk adds extra MIDI capabilities and and other features to the synth. They're, They're really supposedly great modifications. I have just a plain old original Poly 800 here and I've always considered doing the mods and maybe I will at some point. So I hope they're still available when I get around to it. So something percussive like that could really benefit from having an onboard delay. But it doesn't have onboard delay. It does have onboard chorus, and that patch did have it enabled. And in fact, almost all of the patches that you'll come up with on the Poly 800 could benefit from having the chorus turned on. It all sounds kind of thin without it. So, yeah, it's a good thing to turn on. All right, I'm going to pause right here from the program and just remind the listeners about the patch library over at synthlib.com. It's starting to grow. Um, there's Well, there's only contributions for me so far, but there's starting to be quite a few of them. There's patches for the MicroKorg introduced last time and the Roland Juno 6 and 60, which can probably also be used with the new JU-06 from Roland. And there's also patches for the Insonic esq one And one cool thing about the ESQ-1 is I was able to get the system-exclusive translation working. So now if you have a sysx file, with a patch and you upload it to the site, it'll automatically translate that into text that everyone can read and can look at the patch settings right there on the screen. So no more manual entry on that one. So that's great. And of course I'll be adding the Korg Poly 800 to the library just before this podcast goes live. So that one will be there too. Okay, there's just a couple more things I wanted to mention on the Poly 800. And one is the envelopes, the envelope generators. There's three of them. One for DCO one, one for DCO two, and then one that's dedicated to the the filter and the noise. I had to look at it real fast. So it is nice to be able to control those separately from each other, unlike something like the Roland Juno six that we looked at, where you really only have one ADSR style envelope. Now, one thing that's a little bit tricky with the envelope on the Poly eight hundred is the two extra parameters. We're used to seeing attack, decay, sustain, and release, or ADSR. But these also have a breakpoint and a slope. And it kind of affects the the duration of the envelope and how fast cert- it reaches certain points. And it's, it's kind of hard to explain in this format. So consult the manual. It's pretty good at explaining what it does. But it can be confusing if you're not expecting it. And finally, I wanted to mention the MIDI implementation. I kind of touched on it a bit when I was talking about the modifications, and it really is not a very good MIDI implementation. It's not going to serve you well as a MIDI controller. In fact, the keys are kind of clacky, and they are not velocity-sensitive keys, so it's just on or off. And there is no system-exclusive data to be able to save patches or anything like that. Um, You can save patches using the old audio tape format that sounds like a fax machine. And you can record those to your computer and then play them back from your computer and that sort of thing. But it's not very convenient. And if you're looking for a good MIDI keyboard and an analog synthesizer, look elsewhere because the the keyboard and the MIDI implementation on the Poly 800 just is not there. However, that said, it is a good way to get into analog synthesis if you have a very low budget and you want analog this one will work. And as an extra bonus, there are strap knobs on either end of the keyboard, so you could put on a guitar strap and wear it like a keytar. So, yay. Hang on, I forgot something. So there's something really cool called chord memory, which you can take any sound and you can play a chord into it, and then you can play that same chord across the keyboard. So take a listen to this. So that's just an individual sound. Now if I put it into chord memory mode, it'll play back the chord that I had previously programmed into it. Just by pressing one key. So that chord comes from one key. So that's pretty nifty little feature. So this is gonna turn out to be a pretty short podcast after all. Um, I thought it was gonna take longer to go through all the features of the Poly 800, but it didn't. So I'm going to just go ahead and end here. And thank you for listening and remind you, please go to synthlib.com for more podcasts and the patch library. And thanks for listening.